Welcome. Welcome to the weekend. Everybody up. This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. Rise and shine, because it's playoff time. Bison Nation. The march to Frisco starts this afternoon at 2.30 at Gate City Bankfield at the Fargo Dome, where the 10-1 Bison, the number two overall seed in the F. CS playoffs take on conference rival the Southern Illinois Dirty Dogs. I'm not even going to call them their real mascot because they've been out in the media this week just chirping, chirping about how confident they are about rolling into the Fargo Dome in December and taking down the herd because they did it last spring in Carbondale 38-14. to That is a score etched in the minds of the Bison football locker room you don't think they've talked about it this morning this week leading into this football game oh oh yes you can bet they have you can bet they have mr jeff kolpak the dean of bison sports writers in town says uh you go with your conservative 65 to 6 prediction swanee Last things first, game day predictions typically done at the end of the show. Well, well, Jeff, I'll tell you something. The Bison might hang 65 or 70 on those dirty dogs today. Why do I say that? Is that hyperbole? Am I that crazy? Am I still a little ginned up from last night? The last two games of the regular season, North Dakota State has put up. 101 points. So it might sound pretty outrageous to say the Bison are going to hang a 60 spot. And I don't know if they're going to get to 60. But I can tell you when you're rushing the ball for 11 touchdowns in the last two games, when you're putting up over 1,000 yards of total offense the last two games against Youngstown State and a South Dakota team who, by the way, was the second-ranked overall defense in the Missouri Valley in the regular season. It does not stretch the imagination to say that the Bison, the way their offense is playing under Cam Miller, who I believe has morphed, has evolved, has worked his butt off to become the best that's right. I'm saying it. The great quarterback mine from Maddock, North Dakota, 583489 man country in Benson County. Cam Miller is the best quarterback in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. With the Bison being able to throw the ball to guys like Christian Watson and Phoenix Sproles and those big tight ends. It has opened things up for a Bison running attack that gets Hunter Lipke back today. Coming off a bye week, the Bison are healthy. They are rejuvenated. They are lock, 
stock and barrel loaded to make a playoff run. I've seen that written by several of the, the local sports folks. And by the way, North Dakota State, you know, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek. The Bison absolutely have the best media coverage out of anybody in the FCS and have media coverage comparable to a Power 5 football program. You get the vibe, you get the feeling around Bison Football Inc. that they've got a quiet confidence that they've got swagger, that they're on a mission, and ain't nothing stopping this team from getting back to Frisco, Texas. You can feel that going going into games, going into to certain playoff stretches or stretches of a season. You get a vibe, you get a feeling that just kind of emanates, that just kind of rolls out of that Fargo Dome like a pumpkin pie or an apple pie on Thanksgiving or Christmas. You can smell it in the air like the fireplace burning. That's the vibe I'm picking up. If they're throwing it down, Bison Nation, I am picking it up because I think this team is going to come out big today. I think they're going to punch Southern Illinois in the mouth. I think the Bison are going to be able to run the football against a Saluki team that is ranked 77th in the country in rush defense. This is a Saluki team that in the last week of the regular season lost 38 to 15, 38 to 15 to Youngstown State. Youngstown State is a bad football team. In a regular season finale, playing at home with all kinds of playoff repercussions on the line, the Salukis went out there in this hot Detroit quarterback, Nick Baker. Now, he torched the Bison in his first ever collegiate start last spring. I'll give him that. But that was not the same Bison team we're looking at right now. Not even close. Not by a long shot. That team rolled into Carbondale expecting to win. There was COVID stuff going on. Zeb Nolan taking away nothing from the general. Zebuliah Nolan. He's not the quarterback anymore. Cam Miller is. And Cam Miller is completing 73% of his passes since taking over as QB1 at QBU for 11 touchdown passes. That cat is more than just a game manager. You hear the term efficient said about this Bison Offense, Cam Miller is making some impressive throws. Cam Miller is getting the Bison to the line of scrimmage, getting them into the right play, and the Bison offense has found its rhythm. It has found its identity. It has found out who they are. And I think we see that in spades this playoff. I told you two or three weeks ago, I think after the South Dakota State game even, or maybe it was the Youngstown State game, when we had uh, fellow Bison Homer Rube extraordinaire Ross Uglum from the Bison Report on. And I said, Ross, from Bison Report, I think by the time the FCS playoffs are done, Cam Miller will be a name in FCS football. I said, Ross and Brother Swan, it's a Swanee cast again this morning. You love it. 
We hear about it, and I can't avoid it. You got to give the people what they want, and the people want twice the amount of the Swanee brothers. So we'll have Brother Swan joining us here momentarily on Heard It Here, brought to you by Smith Motors of Wapaton, small-town friendly, big-town deals. Weldon's Tire Service, your local one-stop for tires, friendly service, and more in Lisbon, North Dakota, and Muscatel Subaru and Muscatel Burns Ford. I had said Cam Miller is going to be one of the premier and elite quarterbacks in the FCS when the playoffs, by the time the playoffs are done, as we progress through the road to Frisco, as we get to Frisco, and I'm sticking by that because I believe it. And I believe it not just because I drink the Kool-Aid of Bison Nation. I believe it because I trust what my eyes see week to week from Cam Miller. I trust what he's doing in that Bison offense. And you cannot say how critically important it is, how huge, how big. It's bigger than Santa slaying 12 reindeer that the Bison are coming off a bye week where mentally and physically... They had an opportunity to step away, heal up some bumps and bruises, get guys like Lipke back. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other guys that we haven't even heard about that have been playing dinged up to get them rested, to get them fresh. When you have that hockey line change, the Bison defensive front, Nick Baker, you are on high alert because the Code Green defense front seven is coming for you today. Oh, yeah, brother. Hulk Hogan style, the Bison front seven is going to be all over Nick Baker. They are going to turn up the heat on that Saluki offense, and they beat South Dakota in Vermillion last week at the Dakota Dome. That game was 16-10. to 10. You saw, trust your eyes, trust your eyes. You saw how bad South Dakota's defense was at the Fargo Dome. Or was the Bison offense just that good? Or was it a combination of both? Well, the Bison put up 52 points on the Yotes, had another touchdown, long touchdown run by Quincy Patterson, called back. The Bison couldn't name the score in that game and hung 65 on him, Jeffrey. Southern Illinois was only leading that game 16-10 to with eight and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Southern Illinois ended up winning that game what, 22 to 10? They beat USD 22 to 10. And I know comparing scores isn't exactly a rocket. Science are always apples to apples. But that's a USD team that was physically decimated and beat up the prior week against the Bison. And you're high flying offense with all these fancy pants receivers. Nick Baker who was a whopping 11 of 34 for a buck 26 in that 38-15 loss to Youngstown against that Youngstown defense against that Youngstown defense where North Dakota State hung 49 and could have had 65 if they wanted Nick Baker was 11 of 34 for a buck 26 what do you think Code Green is going to do to him if Youngstown State could hold him to 11 of 34 Two INTs. What do you think the Bison defense and Jackson Hankey and the Mostart brothers and Tony Pierce and Logan McCormick and Jasir Cox and Michael 
Tootsie and Dawson Weber. What do you think they're going to do to him if Youngstown State's defense shut him down? I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to shut him up. Bison football playoff time coming up next on Heard It Here with Swanee at 7.40 a.m. The fan, we got Brother Swan talking Bison football. It's playoff time, so we're pulling out all the stops coming up next on Heard It Here. In addition to being your fiery Bison preacher, getting the congregation stirred up here on this Saturday morning for Bison football, I'm a man of science. A man of science. And the research and data tell me the Bison are 5-0, and 5-0 oh, and oh, all time against the Dirty Dogs, the Salukis at the Fargo Dome, 7-0 and oh in the playoffs. Justin Brother Swan joining us on Herded Here North. Dakota State is 7-0 and oh against fellow Missouri Valley Football Conference teams in the playoffs. And there is a school of thought out there that if any team can come into the Fargo Dome and take down the Bison, who, by the way, are something like 29-1 and all-time in the Fargo Dome in the playoffs, that only lost coming in 2016 to James Madison. The thinking is that if someone's going to come in here and beat the Bison, it's going to be a conference team that's familiar with them, that knows them, that's not intimidated to playing in the Fargo Dome, blah, blah, blah. This Salukis team has not played in the Fargo Dome since 2018. So there are very few guys on their roster that have experience playing in this building. But I look at this Salukis team, and they're not some juggernaut world beater. They're not like a a South Dakota State team in the past. I feel pretty good about this game. Your thoughts on the Salukis coming to the Dome this afternoon? Uh, first, first of all, it's good to be here in the Church of the Serendipity Swan, brother. You got to be hungry out there. You got to be hungry. Two, the science is two swans are better than one. Maverick, Maverick, Mavisor told me that. What's better than two? It's better than one Paw Patrol. Two Paw Patrols. It's better than one Dino. Two Dinos. What's better than listening to Dad on the radio? Bringing in Unky Justin on the radio. The the Dirty Dogs. Here's what I think. You talk about by the numbers. Southern Illinois flat out does not win in the Fargo Dome. The margin of victory for the Bison against said dirty dogs in the Fargo Dome. Hit them. 27 points for the good guys. You talk about this past spring in Carbondale, right? The Bison go down there in February for their first road trip of the wonky spring football season. Everything was discombobulated. That thing was an anomaly. That ain't happening again. Old Dale Lennon, you can have that win. They can have that gravy. Let me tell you a couple things from that game. Do you think we'll see the Bison offense run 45 plays today and get 268 yards like we did in the spring? No. You think we'll see Southern Illinois out edge us on time of possession, 42 minutes to 18? No. You think you'll see Christian Watson end up with two catches for 28 yards? No. Bison big today, baby. Let's get her fired up. That's one of the key statistics I know. I think Mike McFeely over at the forum pointed it out in an article yesterday or earlier in the week. On the season, Southern Illinois is on the negative side of the ledger on time of possession. Opponents are averaging 32 minutes and 45 seconds time of possession per game. 
to Southern Illinois is 27 minutes and 12 seconds. North Dakota State coming into this game averaging 31 and a half minutes time of possession to opponents 28 and a half minutes. And for a lot of reasons, you just said, I feel really good about this game, but especially the way Cam Miller is playing, you've got a passing attack that you said it a few weeks ago, the old Belichickian, you got to pass to run the ball. I don't know if I quite subscribe to that with this offense, but I do agree. I do agree that throwing the ball opens up the run game because you can't put seven, eight or 47 guys in the box if Christian Watson and those tight ends are coming out or a Braylon Henderson or Raja Nelson of Phoenix Sproles or Zach Mathis, what impresses me about Cam Miller, in addition to the 73% completion percentage, taking care of the football, throwing for 11 touchdowns, that guy is finding all kinds of wide receivers. If you look at his, his game charts from week to week to week, it's not 11 catches by Watson and then five or six by the tight ends. There's nine or 10 guys each week that are catching the football. And to me, that says he's he's getting through his reads. He's not locking in on one guy. And that makes the Bison offense so dynamic and such of a such a threat. This is an explosive offense. We've we've seen that the last two weeks since this offense has really found its stride. Coach Entz referenced the fact that they've quote chiseled down the playbook and quote to, to help out the offensive line, which has apparently paid dividends. But this is an explosive offense. This isn't a team that's putting together the 16-play, 80-yard drives. They're putting together some big-time chunk plays. I mean, they can grind you, and they did that against Youngstown and USD. I mean, they put together over 1,000 yards total offense. A lot of that came through explosive plays. That's why this buys an offense. I am excited, man. I am excited to see what they do this afternoon after two weeks to prepare for the Salukis. I'll throw another number out there at you, too, right now. The Bison have 38, 35 straight wins after an open week. 35. And nothing more, to your point, nothing's more frustrating for a defense than having to cover the entire field. When you have those weapons, when you can be balanced, when you can distribute the football, when you can run the ball, when you can throw the ball, you can get over the middle going down. Bison offense today in market, you're going to see five plays, five explosive plays or more of 20-plus yards. They're going to be out on Southern Illinois early. They're going to be out on them often. That defense at Southern Illinois has given up 25 points a game. They're 41st in the country in scoring defense, 77th in rushing defense, 46th in total defense. That's not good enough to win in the Fargo Dome in December. That's not good enough to win in the Fargo Dome in October. Well, they lost, they lost at home in the season finale to Youngstown State. Right, That was only a few weeks ago, and they weren't all that impressive. Oh, they went into a Dakota Dome and beat a team that NDSU just beat the tar out of the prior week. So, okay, yeah, you won in the first round on the road to a Valley team. You beat South Dakota, and it wasn't all that impressive. It was a, If you watched that game, we watched large parts of it. It was a 22-10 to 10 rock fight. It was an ugly, ugly football game, and I think that's one of the key things. What NDSU struggled with last spring, winter, in Carbondale – was getting off the field on third down, especially early in that game when Southern Illinois jumped out to that, I think, 14-0 lead. The Bison had the Salukis backed up, and particularly on one drive, the Salukis had the ball in the shadow of their own end zone. It was like a third and 15, and they picked up a first down, and they really they really feasted off a Bison secondary that was um, having some issues, particularly early in that season. They This ain't the same Bison secondary, man. Courtney Eubanks, Jaden Price is playing Weber, uh, playing better, Dawson Weber, Michael Tutsi, and Jasir Cox has got some picks on that back end. So th- this Bison 
defense, particularly the secondary, yeah, the Southern Illinois has some good receivers. Yeah, they feasted off the herd last spring. I don't see that happening today. And another reason I don't see that happening is the front seven for the Bison defense getting absolutely all over Nick Baker, making time, making life miserable for him. And I can see some turnovers when the Bison front seven is pressuring or that front four. If that front four, the two defensive ends and those two defensive tackles, are able to get pressure on Baker and make him get rid of the ball quicker, what are we going to see? Turnovers. We're going to see turnovers. We're going to see sacks. We're going to see Southern Illinois playing from behind the sticks. And on third down, third down offense, the Salukis are 87th, 87th in the country in third down offense, only converting 35% of their third downs. So to me, I think that's a big part of this game is getting pressure on Baker. And I think this secondary that was down in Carbondale is not the same secondary that we're going to see today for North Dakota State. It's not. You talk about getting pressure on the quarterback. This defense is uh, charted off 40 sacks already on the year. They know how to get home. When that happens, as a quarterback, you know you don't have time to sit there in the pocket and just wait. So you, you start to get a little happy feet. You start to maybe make some questionable decisions, knowing that you got to get the ball out early and throw it before you're ready. So I agree, too. I think we're going to see the Bison defense win that turnover battle today. And, well, Baker, just keep him in the pocket. Don't let him beat you outside. Let him make those throws. Let him sit back there and get some licks on him. Get yeah, put him to the ground. Get a couple hits. Don't they can him, feel it. Don't let him scramble. Get you on the edge. You know, pick up a couple first downs that way. Just contain. Keep him in the pocket. He. No offense, Mr. Nick Baker. Uh, did a nice job in a nice season. He's not good enough to come to the Fargo Dome in December and beat you in the pocket by himself. No, he's Number, not. And no. We saw. You know the. Eastern Washington, Eric Berrier, they got smoked by Montana last night, and, and the yardage totals are goofy. Berrier made just some really dumb decisions in that game. I think you were telling me during the break, Eastern Washington, I hadn't realized that, you know, Mon Pa Swanee are staying with Libby and, and Maverick and myself this weekend. So we were in the basement, Swan, Gate, uh, Swan Cave, having some beverages, doing things that swans do, right? And uh, Eastern Washington, they they were up 21-10, then Montana scored like three of the next four touchdowns, and they're up like 31-20. to And then uh, Eastern scores to make it 31-28. And then the wheels just fall off. Some really dumb plays by Berrier. But to your point, we saw Eric Berrier coming to the Fargo Dome last spring and for about a quarter and a half put on a show. Then the Bison cranked up the pressure, and that dude looked like me playing quarterback in Maddox. He looked like he was over his skis with his head up his backside. I remember when Dwight said, you know, Dwight Lear says to me once, one of my, I'll never forget it. Justin and I hold him in uh, such high regard and high esteem. Dwight said to me after a, a play in Wells County playing Pheasant, and you know, Josh, you could see a lot better if you pulled your head out of your. I, I but that, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you're right because Nick Baker, I think that's such a good point. Nobody's talking about it. That guy was like 11 to 34 against Youngstown State, and now he's going to come into a Fargo Dome. And I don't care if there's, I mean, it would be nice if we had 18,000 people in there, right? 13,000 people in the Fargo Dome is still awfully loud. We saw how many false start penalties and procedural penalties that USD had in that regular season finale. Nick Baker ain't coming into the Dome and beating the Bison on his own. Right, and this is, uh, some people might look at it, Bison fans, uh, second round matchup, another conference opponent. We've already had to do this seven times in the playoffs. I think it's fantastic that we got this matchup. I think it sets up perfectly a little revenge tour, so to speak. Matt Entz won't admit it. Guys aren't talking about last year. He says this is a different game. You can bet that's a hungry, uh, the Wolfpack, what do we call our secondary, the Wolfpack, that's a hungry group in the locker room right now. When they saw this bracket came out, they were excited. 
a chance to maybe exercise some demons and get after that Southern team that we didn't have a chance to play this regular season. And quite frankly, in the spring, that game took the place of an Indiana State game that was supposed to happen. Uh, so I think our guys are going to be excited to come out and maybe punch those guys in the mouth, see how they respond a little bit. And it's going to be exciting. To your point, 13,000 fans in the Dome, uh, they can bring a lot of noise. I think that's going to be key today. The fans that are there showing up, making that noise, making that playoff atmosphere. Uh, playing in Southern Illinois and Carbondale in front of 2,000 fans in the spring is a little bit different than playing in the Fargo Dome. And that's why I think you've seen the Bison have so much success in the Fargo Dome against the Salukis. You look at some of those scores on the road in Carbondale. Hit them late on. 2019, Bison win 21-7. to Boom. 2015, Bison went 35-29. You can see these Bang. close games right here. 2011, we went 9-3. Shaz- right? Shazam! They're all close. We play close. It's, who wants to go to Carbondale? It's a tough place to play. No offense, Carbondale Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, to, to me, you know, fans get a, a little, um, fans worry. Right, fans get nervous. Oh, I don't like this road to Frisco. It's a death bracket. Oh, we got oh, San like Diego it. in the second round. They oh, came we're here screwed. last year. Oh, oh they're tough. You've been around a football team for for decades. I've been around teams long enough. They are competitors. They don't look at that bracket and fear anybody. You know what that Bison football team wants? They want a piece of Southern Illinois. And then next week, they want a piece of Kennesaw State or Eastern Tennessee. And the week after give that, give me a little James Madison. Give me a little James Madison because they aren't afraid to take it on. And put it out there to show everybody in America who the best team in the FCS is. Because they think that's them. The way this team is playing all season long. The Bison have had the top defense in the FCS in the best league in the country. We ain't talking some Patriot League. We ain't talking the CAA. We are talking the Bison defense having the top rated scoring defense in the best league in the country doing that. And what has happened in the last few weeks? The Bison offense has figured it out. Cam Miller is clicking. The offensive line is a mashing. The running backs, they are a swish, boom, banging. And when you put all of that together, that complimentary football, you start seeing things like these scores the last few weeks where the Bison are putting up a 50 spot on conference opponents. Yeah, you watch it. And the South Dakota game a couple weeks back in the Dome, uh, for the first half, that first quarter, we came out on fire. A lot of people watch a quarterback. They watch a running back. They follow the ball. Do yourself a favor today, football fans. Just watch that offensive line. And defensive line. And defensive line. The Rams were so fun to watch against South Dakota, just pushing them off the ball. And you know early, when we're sitting there, Phil Hansen was saying it on the radio, when you see us early getting five, six yards of run play, just pushing them back, getting the ball upfield, it's over. If we're doing that to you in the first quarter, we're just going to get stronger as the game goes on. We're out-conditioned, we're stronger than every team we play. So watch that offensive line. Watch the push they get up front. You're you're not going to regret it. You're going to thank old Justin for doing that. If the Bison come out early, knock the Saluki, the Dirty Dog defenders off the ball, two, three yards, stay on script, get that four or five yards and first down, it's going to be a really good day for the Herd. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. When we come back on Herd It Here with Swanee, brought to you by Smith Motors and Wapaton, Welton's Tire Service and Muscatel Subaru and Muscatel Burns. Ford, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. Not that we aren't having fun already. We're going to turn back the clock and talk about Brother Swan and I. Our first Bison game ever was a playoff game in 1990 at Dakota Field. So we're going to talk some playoff memories on this championship historic run and from the Swanee Bros youth. Coming up next, where champions come to talk. Heard it here. 
Start your day with Chris Hockey, Corey Cove, and Meat Sauce. It's the best. Great spot. It's the Power Trip Morning Show. Weekdays from 5.30 to 9 a.m. on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Your mortgage. Do something. Call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995. Holy Cross, Montana, 57-41 over Eastern Washington. Today's action in the playoffs. Southeast Louisiana kicks off at 1 p.m. against James Madison. Kennesaw State is at number 7 East Tennessee State. If the Bison win, the Bison will win. The Bison have the winner of that game next week at the Fargo Dome. Possibly a Friday kick. There are several quarterfinal games that will be on Friday. Incarnate Word at number 1, Sam Houston. Of course, Southern Illinois at the Fargo Dome 230 kick. UT Martin, Tennessee Martin, who beat surprisingly beat a Missouri State team. That was kind of a sexy, trendy pick to make some noise in the playoffs. They're staying at home. Bobby the Shock Petrino. It's UT Martin at number 8 Montana State, whose quarterback, Montana State's starting quarterback, who started every game this season. Talk about the crazy world we live in where Brian Kelly, the head coach from Notre Dame, goes down to become the LSU coach and picks up a southern accent in one day along those lines right before their second-round playoff game. Montana State's quarterback... Puts himself in the transfer portal. So some drama there in Bozeman. It's UT Martin at Montana State. Then the nightcap, it's John T. Stigemeyer, the sheriff, and the Jack <laughs> Rabbits at number four, Sacramento State at 8 o'clock. A lot of folks expecting a blowout in that game. Brother Swan for the Bison to be successful against Southern Illinois. I think the number one key outside of being able to run the ball and not being in second and nine and third and seven and that kind of stuff, get after Nick Baker. Turn up the heat on the Saluki offense and put that guy in the ground. Hit him. Get after him. Make him feel the footsteps. I think that's one of my keys, getting after Nick Baker, not having, letting him have the time to flow and get into a rhythm of the football game. What do you got? You got your notebook, your patented Justin. My, my Polly Pocket your notebook. Your Polly Pocket notebook and trapper keeper. What do you got in that notebook for the keys for, for this game? Hit me. Get off the field on third down if you're the Bison. Yes. Success on first down. Okay. Okay. Christian Watson, big play, baby. Let's see Christian break it open. Let's see him. Uh, the end around last week was fantastic, or two weeks ago versus South Dakota was fantastic. Let's just see us uh, put SIU back on their heels and keep them there all day. Little Missouri Valley football contest come out with the W. Got to say, last week was a little disappointed by the Missouri Valley performance in the playoffs. You and I out at Eastern and Missouri State, of course, with with Bobby Petrino. What can I say, Coach? Sometimes you're the motorcycle. Sometimes you're the road. Oh, ouch! Burn. <laughs> Yeah, burn is road right. rash. Road burn. rash on Bobby. Yeah, all the turnovers. They played like hot garbage. They're playing at home. First playoff game, Thanksgiving weekend. There's nobody there. But they came in with a lot of momentum and a sexy pick to do some damage. They had all Valley quarterback Sheely. He had like four. We should be seated. We, we should, should be, be seated. seated. Four or five turnovers. They they looked awful. They were terrible. Yeah. The Northern Iowa laid an egg. Absolutely laid an egg. But that's kind of, they're six and five. Yeah. They're a team that beat South Dakota State and then got housed by us. They're a team that was up and down and up and down and just yo-yoed. And you and I, that's who they've been the last few years. So the fact they went out to the Inferno and lost, 
you would have liked to see them win that game. South Dakota State, I, I hate it when SDSU wins, right? Who doesn't? They are going to crush Sac they're State gonna, They're going to work them like, like a boxer's going to have 375 plus on the ground. Yeah, they're going to crush them. They, they got such a layup into the quarterfinals cakewalk with the California teams. Couple, a bunch of cake eaters in California there is what those boys are, huh? I mean, Sac State got slapped by UNI 34-16 this fall. Give me a break. That that Montana State team should probably be seen ahead of them. Yeah. Sac State, because they didn't have to play Eastern or Montana, they get the auto bid, they get the higher seed. Yeah, that game's like a layup on the old fan-shaped backboards in the Maddox gym. Just put it off the glass, it goes in. Yeah, and so yeah, I think you're right. South Dakota State, they worked UC Davis, so it is good to see a Valley team just absolutely decimate and embarrass a, a big sky team. Time of possession last spring when the Bison played Southern Illinois. You mentioned it, 41 minutes for Southern Illinois. NDSU is 4-10 on third down. The Salukis were 11-16. That was the key to the game. That game was a 17-7 game with about eight minutes left in the third, and that's when Zeb Nolan got strip-sacked, and then a couple plays later, Southern Illinois is in the end zone, and the Bison fold like a cheap suit. And that game is over. So I think that's that's another thing we'll have to keep an eye on. This buys an offensive line that's been playing so, so very well. Tamaric Williams has, has kind of come along as one of the featured backs. T.K. Marshall had that really big game against Youngstown. Hunter Lipke. Hunter's Lipke. He'll be back. He's supposed to be playing today healthy. That's a guy that could have a really... Really big game this afternoon. They didn't see him last spring. <clears throat> they didn't. They didn't see him last spring. So that they that, didn't see Cam Miller last. They spring. They didn't see Cam Miller. No, it's a different Bison it's team. Different that's Bison that's kind of team. the point when people are looking at that thirty-eight to fourteen score. Uh, this is a different Bison team. They're playing so much better offensively and defensively. They're locked in. They're dialed in. I don't see this Bison offense. Southern Illinois struggled. I mean, they struggled to put up twenty-two against a really bad USD defense. I don't see Southern Illinois putting up more than 17. The, the reason I think Bison big today, I don't see Southern Illinois. If the Bison if the Bison take care of the football and the Bison don't have a big gaffe on special teams, I don't see the Salukis putting up more than 17. And I think this Bison offense is locked and dialed in for at least 30. So that's why I see a big Bison win. I mean, just take a look at what these teams are doing, both offensively and defensively. And the Bison special teams, that return game is back dialed in. Jaden Price had that big return against South Dakota. Christian Watson, expect to see him back there today on kickoffs, right? So I don't see the Salukis getting over 17. Game day predictions laid on me. What do you got? A couple quick hot takes before I give a Bison prediction. Uh, Southeast Louisiana, they're going to knock off James Madison today. Whoa! Yeah, Cole Kelly, their quarterback, 4,700 yards. 42 touchdowns, you're going to see that. Incarnate Word goes to Huntsville, takes down the Bearcats. Sam Houston upsets today, too, by Incarnate Word. Mark it down. As far as the Bison in the Dome, 38-13. Good guys. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it because I don't see Southern Illinois scoring on this Bison defense. Before we get into my game day predictions, I want to thank Chris Crick for running the board, trying to keep the train on track this morning around the rink with Travis Dunn. Coming up next, of course, you know, we mentioned Bob Clark, 500th Bison game. Sigurd Johnson, director of the Gold Star Marching Band. This is his last hurrah, this playoff. So hats off to Sigurd for that. And, of course, Smith Motors of Wapaton, Walton's Tire Service, and Muscatel, Subaru, Ford. Now, to lay it on you, to get up into the pulpit and do some preaching about Bison Nation. The Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen from the Bison congregation? Because here is what we're going to see. We're going to see a Bison offensive line come out firing, come out dialed up. 400 rushing yards today. I'm Brian Kelly from the south. Five rushing touchdowns. Hunter Lipke with a buck 50. He's rolling over the Salukis. Cam Miller with three passing touchdowns. At the end of the day, it's North Dakota State. Jeff 
you think I'm nuts? How about 60, 60 to 17? This is Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM The Fan. Make sure to check out the show page at 740thefan.com. For Justin Swanson, Chris Crick, I'm Josh Swanson reminding you that the strength of the herd is the bison. And the strength of the bison is the herd. It's just a burden I have to carry. And it's hard to be always right in the face of adversity, in the face of all the facts that people try to throw at me. It's the Common Man Program, weekdays at 1 on 740 The Fan. Thanks for asking me out, John. I saw in your profile that you like tires. I like tires. You like tires? I absolutely love tires. No way! Will you marry me? Yes, of course I'll marry you. Yes, yes, yes! Okay, so nobody gets that excited about tires. But you'll be excited when you hear about Welton's over-the-top customer service and amazing service at affordable prices. Welton's Tire Service, your local Goodyear dealer on Main Street in Lisbon, North Dakota, or online at weltonstire.net. We're granting your Christmas gift request. Oh, my God, that is so wonderful and amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's the KFGO Christmas gift. If you know of a family or individual who finds themselves in need this holiday season, please let us know. Go to KFGO.com, click on the Christmas gift icon, and follow the instructions. We'll be granting Christmas gifts every weekday in December on your Christmas gift station, the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. No one covers more sports than 740 The Fan. To get to all the sports action, the fan vehicle will drive through a snow or thunderstorm to cover your local sports team, high school tournament, and collegiate game. Look for us on the road to your town and school with an assist from Muscatel Ford, Satellite Solutions, Olsen Pools and Spas, Line X, Custom Express Car Wash, and CI Sport. Turn your dial to 740 The Fan 107.3 FM or listen online at 740thefan.com. <laughs> How do you know if you have the best Medicare plan? Well, you can ask an expert. More specifically, a UCARE Medicare Decomplicator. Right now, we've got a great UCARE Aware plan available in select counties. It's $26 a month and covers just about everything you might need. Plus the extras you want, like dental, eyewear, and hearing aids. And with UCARE, you probably don't have to worry about keeping your doctor with 96% of all Minnesota providers in-network. Shop for plans at ucare.org slash Medicare. Or talk to your broker. UCARE. People-powered health plans. TSA is hiring transportation security officers at Hector International Airport. This is a great opportunity that includes a $1,000 sign-on bonus, excellent federal benefits such as health insurance, retirement plans, paid-on-the-job training, and more. No previous security experience is required. Be part of a mission that matters and earn a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Apply online at jobs.tsa.gov TSO. Some conditions may apply. Thanks for asking me out, John. I saw on your profile that you like tires. I like tires. You like tires? I absolutely love tires. No way! Will you marry me? Yes, of course I'll marry you. Yes, yes, yes! Okay, so nobody gets that excited about tires. But you'll be excited when you hear about Welton's over-the-top customer service and amazing service at affordable prices. Welton's Tire Service, your local Goodyear dealer on Main Street in Lisbon, North Dakota, or online at weltonstire.net. We're granting your Christmas gift request. Oh, my God, that is so wonderful and amazing. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. It's the KFTO Christmas gift. If you know of a family or individual who finds themselves in need this holiday season, please let us know. Go to KFGO.com, click on the Christmas gift icon, and follow the instructions. We'll be granting Christmas gifts every weekday in December on your Christmas gift station, the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. You're listening to KNFL Fargo. All day, every day.